0: the Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerbansville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast presentation to answer a question that you might have that wouldn't necessarily be answered through a morning message, through a Sunday school, or through a Bible study, but it's a question that you have that's on your mind and on your heart, and you're looking for a biblical answer. So each week we present you with a question and try to wrestle with those things through a brief podcast. Today's question, you could follow along with the discussion through a couple of ways, depending on how you're listening to it. If you are listening to the podcast during the week of the podcast, you could use your YouVersion Bible app on your smartphone. Simply go to the More section, click on Events, And you can look for the Finding Clarity podcast there in the list of services that are available. If you click on us, you'll be able to follow along with what we're going to talk about today. If you're listening through the Church app that we provide on Google Play or iOS App Store for iPhones, you can just simply go to the Notes section that is listed there in the audio file, and you can follow along as well. So today, we're going to look at a question that's very relevant to all of us. It has something to do with our everyday lives, and it has to do with our relationship with Jesus Christ and his interaction with us on a daily basis. So here's the question. How can I know when God is telling me something? How can I know when God is telling me something? That's a very relevant question, one that we often face and we often wrestle with because we want to know what God has for our lives. We want to know what he is saying to us. So let's go ahead and tackle this question. So we're going to do it in several ways. First of all, we're going to bring up another question as we begin to answer this one. So here's the first thing we're going to look at. Does God speak to me? Does God speak to me? Because sometimes in Christian circles you will talk to people who will just flat-out say to you that God doesn't speak to us today. Well, I don't know that you can say that. So here's how we're going to answer this second question. Does God speak to me? First thing, the answer is yes the living God speaks to his children. The living God speaks to his children. Now you just need to accept that. If you are entering into a relationship with anyone, there is going to be a level of communication that is taking place between the two parties. That includes our relationship with God. God does not enter into a relationship that he establishes with us by sacrificing his son on the cross simply to never say anything to us ever again. He is going to be speaking to us. In fact, that brings up the second point. Jesus testifies that believers have the ability to know his voice in their lives. Jesus is saying to us in the Gospels, he is saying very clearly that God is going to speak to us. He is going to speak to us, and we will have the ability to know that he is speaking to us. You say, in the Gospels, where? Well, in John chapter 10, verse 27, he says this, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So the reality is he's expressing two things. That Number one, his sheep. Who's that? That's those who follow him, his disciples. That's you and I. We're going to know his voice when he speaks to us. And again, he says, I know them. That's reflecting a personal relationship between he and his followers. And the reality, the response of his followers to his voice, to his leading in their lives they'll follow him. They'll follow him. Now, you're saying, well, but Jesus isn't with us today. I mean, Jesus isn't here for me to hear him and to, to respond to what he's saying. You're exactly right. Jesus is not with us. He is with the Father. But remember, Jesus also, in the Gospel of John, told us, told his disciples, told us through the written word That he was going away, but that he was going to send another comforter. Someone to come alongside of us. Someone who will help us. It's also, the King James refers to it as the comforter. Other texts will say the helper. But listen to what he says concerning this helper, this comforter, in John chapter 14, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks to us. He's the one who speaks to us. So if I'm going to talk about how I can know that God is speaking to me, the first thing I've got to come to a conclusion about is that, yes, God does speak to me. He does speak to me. I will know his voice, and he speaks to me through the Holy Spirit. Now, with that, we have to move on to something else, and that's the reality that as you and I exist in this world, it's not just that easy to say, oh, I know that's the Spirit talking to me. There are other voices in our lives. So here's what I want you to see. You have to recognize that there are other voices that will compete for your attention. You have to recognize that, yes, God is speaking to you through his Spirit, but there are also other voices that are trying to guide your life, trying to lead your life, that are competing with the Spirit of God and you need to recognize it. There are other voices. In fact, listen to what Ephesians chapter 2 verses 2 to 3 says. Now these verses are describing a person who is without Christ and how their life was led. Now these three influences that he's going to express here in this passage are the same three influences that still try to lead us and influence us today in our lives as believers. Listen to what he says. Paul says this, "...in which you once walked according to the course of this world." According to the prince of the power of air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. So here's what I want you to see now. The other competing voices, there are three of them, let's take them one by one. First of all, there's the world, or as Paul says, the course of this world. Now, What's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the world system. He's talking about the culture. You and I need to recognize that the world system that we live in And the culture that we live in is going to be exerting an influence. It's going to be speaking into your life and distracting you from what God is telling you to do. And oftentimes, the world system, the culture will head in a direction that is completely opposite of what God wants for you. So the first one is the world, the culture. Here's the second one. The second one is Satan. Paul refers to him as the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience. This is talking about the devil. This is talking about that he is the other voice in your life. And we know that he's the other voice in our life simply by three different descriptions that we have in the scripture concerning him. And these reflect how he speaks to us. Number one, He is the tempter, so we know that he speaks to us through temptation. Second of all, we know that he is the accuser of the brethren. That is how he's described in the scripture. So we know that he speaks to us through accusation. Accusing us of what? Accusing us of falling to temptation, of sinning. Then we also know that Scripture calls him, Jesus calls him, the father of lies. So we know that he is a liar from the beginning, and so that he speaks to us lies. So he is adding his voice with the world system, which he influences, to lead us away from what God is saying. So here we go. we got the world culture, the world, Satan. Here's the third one. The third one is your flesh. Now, you might be saying, well, you mean my body? Yes, your body. Specifically, when it talks about your flesh, your body, it's talking about the desires of your body. That is, you listening to the natural tendencies that are corrupted from your body that leads you in a direction that you should not go. So those, my friends, are the other voices that are competing. And so you say, okay, well, why is it important that I understand that? Well, you need to understand what these other voices are if you're going to know that God is the one speaking to you. God is the one speaking to you. So, okay, that gets us right to the main question then. Well, how can I know that he's speaking to me? How can I know that he is speaking to me? So I'm going to give you several things and I'm going to give you some scripture to back it up. So first of all, number one, make sure that you're not hindering the Spirit's work in your life. If you want to be sure that God is speaking to you, or if you want to hear God speaking to you in your life, you've got to make sure that you're not hindering the Spirit's work in your life. Now, why is that important? Well, remember, it's the Holy Spirit who speaks to us. It is the Holy Spirit who is the one who speaks to us, who's guiding us. So if I want to hear I got to make sure that I'm not hindering his work. And so, here's here's two scriptures, very short scriptures, but very to the point. 1 Thessalonians 5:19. Do not quench the spirit. What's that talking about? Don't quench, don't suppress the spirit's work in your life. How do I do that? With your sin? With your sin? Here, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So here he is, he's saying, don't grieve the Holy Spirit because the Spirit was given to you as a seal until the day of redemption, but you don't grieve him. How do I grieve him? With my sin. So if I want to know that God is speaking to me, I got to make sure that I'm not hindering the Spirit's work in my life. All right, so here's the second thing. How do, I, how do I know that God is speaking to me? Number two, because God speaks through his word, make time for personal Bible reading. Because God speaks through his word, make time for personal Bible reading. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 says. God, who at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the worlds. So the writer of Hebrews is telling us that in these days, God is speaking to us through who? Jesus. Now, where do we have the teachings of Jesus? But in the word of God, where do we have the teachings of Jesus? Well, we have the gospels, which tell us what Jesus said, but we also have the teaching of the apostles who were taught by Jesus. So very clearly, God is going to speak to us through his word. So that means you've got to spend time in his word. So that brings up a point that I need to make here. I'm just going to add this in here. Here's the point you need to understand. If you're not reading his word, don't expect to hear from God. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you're not spending time investing your life in God's word, don't expect to hear from him. You just need to understand that. Okay, here's the third one. Look for God in the mundane, not the spectacular. I'll say it again. Look for God in the mundane, not the spectacular. Now, what in the world does that have to do with anything, George? Well, here's the thing. A lot of times we think in terms of God speaking to us as some sort of significant event. Hello, this is what I want you to do. God doesn't do that. Yes, he can do that. Yes, he can still speak through visions if he wants to. But probably most of the time, God isn't going to do that in your life or in my life. A lot of the times, God speaks simply through the mundane, through the everyday things of life. And it could be something simple as, this is something that just happened to me the other day thinking about an issue and God's word comes to mind and addresses the issue. It's that simple. It's that mundane. Don't look for the spectacular. Don't look for burning bushes. Don't look for lights in the sky and angels appearing. But look at how God speaks to you simply each day. All right. And then finally, Test everything with God's word and with others who are spiritually mature. Test everything with God's word and with others who are spiritually mature. So if you have a sense that God is speaking to you, so what are you going to do? Well, you want to be sure that it's God. How can you be sure? Number one, look and see what the scripture says that you sense God is telling you to do. If it's God, you believe, is telling you to do something that is contrary to his word, I can already tell you that that's not from God. It's like somebody coming and saying, well, God told me to divorce my wife. I can already tell you right now that that's not possible because God hates divorce and God doesn't tell you to divorce your wife. God tells you to love your wife. I can already tell you that's not God. So you got to test everything. So listen, here's a couple of scriptures. Again, back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. Test all things, hold fast what is good. Test all things. In fact, it goes a little bit further in First John chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. Again, stressing that whole issue of being sure of what you think God is saying to you by what? Using God's word and also checking it out with spiritually mature believers. So does God speak to us? Yes. So how can I know that God is telling me something? Well, you can know by watching what it is that you sense is coming from God and testing it with his word and with the guidance of other believers. Because God is speaking to you, but you have to be sure you know it's from him and making sure that it's not from these other voices in your life. Finding Clarity podcast is truly an opportunity to find answers to questions that we face on a daily basis and try to find what does the Bible teach about those particular questions. So each week we gather together to answer your questions. Now you say, George, I have a question. I'd like for us maybe to wrestle with it on the podcast. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get that to us. Number one, if you attend the services here at Curvensville Christian Church and you consider this your church home, you just simply need to come up to me and just say, Hey, George, I got a question. I'd like for you to wrestle with this. What do you think? Or just write it on a piece of paper, throw it in the offering, and the men will get that to me. Now, by the way, if you don't have a church home and you are listening to this podcast, and you live in the Kerwinsville Clearfield area. We would encourage you to come to the Kerwinsville Christian Church. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville. Service starts at sun. Our service starts on Sunday at 10:45. You don't have to worry about the way you dress. We're a come as you are church. We're just concerned about you coming and meeting Jesus. You can also contact us through our Facebook page. Just simply go to facebook.com slash FindingClarityPodcast. If you like the page, you'll be able to keep up with what's happening here on the podcast and with the questions that we're looking at. But you can also direct message us through that page, and we'll be sure to take a look at your question to see if we can answer it for you. If you want, you can also contact us through our webpage at curbinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact section. You'll see a form there. Fill out the form, submit it, and we'll be sure to have your question. Next week, we're going to look at another question. It has to do with the whole issue of the Christian life. It has to do with the reality of what happens to us uh, when we become believers. And so here's the question. What does it mean when it says we received a new heart? What does it mean when it says that we have received a new heart at salvation? That's what we're going to look at next week. Until then, take care.